you listen to me. I'm an advertising man, not a red herring. I've got a job, a secretary, a mother, two ex-wives, and several bartenders dependent upon me. And I don't intend to disappoint them all by getting myself slightly killed. Just finished Northwest. I rewatched the last half hour because I was like, surely I missed something. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to rate it when I might have been overtired and wrong. Okay. All right. So have you seen it before this? Uh, this I had last not minute? seen either of these before. Oh, I thought you saw Rear Window. Psycho. Ah. Okay. Okay. Psycho was my first date movie ever uh, uh, yes i remember that story i remember that so of the two which one do you want to get into first you want to get north by northwest out of the way <laughs> i mean it's a for for a hitchcock movie and everything like his his legend sort of brings to to film i feel like that's probably the most straightforward thing he's probably ever done yeah, but he's not really known for being straightforward. I know. That's why it's so kind of surprising. So, first of all, I just don't like Cary Grant in that role. Like, it's pretty clear to me that that was really? meant to be a Jimmy Stewart. Okay. And then they didn't, like, you know, there was conflicts or whatever, and he was just like, well. <laughs> I'm here now. I'm here now. We only have two days we can film on Mount Rushmore, so we got to... <laughs> Oh you gotta God. find a guy who can do it. <laughs> like this, this, that movie is pretty ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie, man. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine, but given yeah. how much I enjoy other things he has made, like fine doesn't really cut it for me. Yeah, yeah. Now that said, I think that it was like a meticulously constructed movie. Like I was very impressed with like. They go from here to here. They do this and this. This ties into this later. This means this. This does this. It was well constructed, but not in a way that excited me. Yeah. Which is just like weird. (laughs) I do wonder how it would have hit seeing the plane crash scene. Like the first time seeing some shit like that in 59. That's the stuff that I think was probably like the Hitchcock part, you know? Yeah. But now that it's, like, not that anymore, it's like, all right. I mean, we're seeing Fast and Furious where Ferraris are are jumping from building to building. Ferraris (laughs) are free-falling out of aircraft? We're seeing aliens throw planets on a person in a titanium suit. Yeah. But I I thought it was cool. Full disclosure, I think all these old movies are kind of having a lot of revelations for me, I've actually not fully watched like the old James Bond movies. The times I've tried, they just felt a little bit too 
silly because I grew up on the mm. I grew up on only serious James Bond movies that I tried going back and was like, whoa, this is super different than what I'm used to. It's funny in my letterbox review I wrote. This is what would happen if Dom Draper thought it was James Bond. And I saw on like Wikipedia that people were considering this like the first James Bond movie. And it it makes total fucking sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but it was it was cool. It was it was a cool I it think it's like an immaculately show. constructed movie. I think it's really like creatively done, especially for the time. Like it, it did a lot of stuff well. Unfortunately, a lot of that is stuff we've now subsequently seen and it wasn't so exciting that it totally grabbed my attention you know yeah i think the high point for me is actually a score I actually love the music in this. I didn't realize how much it was affecting me until this is a silly ass and it's the chase scene on top of Mount Rushmore. Oh, no, I literally <laughs> noticed the same thing. I was like, yeah. I was vibing. I was straight vibing, and that's fine. It is fine, yes. I also noticed the music in Rear Window, I will say. In the music for Rear Window, there was also a moment where I was just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, snapping along like I was in some sort of, like, jazz ensemble. Yeah. I think another thing I fuck with was some of the dialogue between Roger and Eve. It really sounded like a lot of it was just out of a, a noir film. I met Philip Van Damme at a party one night and saw only his charm. Oh. I guess I had nothing to do that weekend, so I I decided to fall in love. Oh, that's nice. Eventually, the professor and his Washington colleagues approached me with a few sort of details about Philip. And they told me that my relationship with him made me uniquely valuable to them. Mm-hmm. So you became a Girl Scout, huh? Maybe it was the first time anyone ever asked me to do anything worthwhile. Has life been like that? Mm-hmm. How come? Men like you. What's wrong with men like me? They don't believe in marriage. I've been married twice. See what I mean? Now I may go back to hating you. It was more fun. Goodbye, darling. Wait a minute, not so soon. I've got to get back to the house and convince them that I took the long way around so nobody followed me. Couldn't we stand like this for just a few hours? Just as time, you're supposed to be critically wounded. I never felt more alive. Well, whose side are you on? Yours always, darling. Please don't undermine my resolve, just when I need it most. I don't think Hitchcock is really kind of flex like, I don't know, humor in dialogue. I, I would assume I would assume that's something that he doesn't really do too often. But I really found their like rat a tat tat pretty cute and pretty engaging to me. 
Yeah, I really liked them. Yeah. I I also feel like this is the first one where women kind of get to do stuff. <laughs> and yeah. it's fine. Like, it's not a huge deal that she's a spy. Like, yeah. it's a little bit like, he, you can see him kind of go, ha! Ah! But like, he gets comfy <laughs> with it pretty quick. Yeah. He doesn't like her less because she's a spy. If anything, he gets weirdly aggressively hornier for her because she's a spy. <laughs> yeah. And that's great. Love that for me. Yeah. <laughs> Even Rear Window, like Grace Kelly's capable, but she's like, I can prove that I am capable. And it's like, all right, girlfriend, I love you, <laughs> but like, you don't need to do this. <laughs> I mean, so I have on Rear Window now and it's a scene where she first comes I guess after the party or whatever, and she's mm-hmm. in with the black top and the and the white gown, and <sighs> ten out of ten, no notes. She is the thing, and she's so she's the moment. Yeah, and so if someone, especially the men in this universe, are constantly just like only consider you the beauty, then you have to be kind of eager to show you you're more than that. So I did kind of buy that from her character. I did too, but it was nice to see a woman not have to do that. Yeah. Like, she was doing stuff because it was her job. It was what she was good at. It wasn't for him. It wasn't to spite the system. It's because it was what she was good at. And that's nice to see in a movie from, what, 1959? (laughs) Yes, yes. And speaking of, I kind of talk about Grace Kelly's dress and Rear Window, but... Some of the fits that Eve was getting off, I was very impressed with. If you remember, she was in kind of the red dress or like the ruby necklace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, Albert Hitchcock. Like, like, are you are you a fashion Nova now, too? Are you a fashionista now, too? He knew how to, like, dress a woman. He, he also knew how to just, like, terrorize people, women especially, <laughs> like, unrelentingly. To the point that Tippi Hedren quit acting forever. But, you know, like, other stuff, too, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, if there was any role to to get, it it was this one, not, you know, the other roles. I love Grace Kelly a lot. I think she's really good in it. But, like, even Janet Leigh in in Psycho is, like, such a good performance. Yeah. I don't know. Things are just good. Hitchcock makes some good movies. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I feel like even though I was like, ah, three stars, I'm like, that is a three star for me. I am aware that that is objectively a perfect execution of a movie that just isn't really my type. Well, I don't know. I I think the exercise of what we're doing is we are trying to, we're reaching back into the past where we're still trying to view it through the lens of, of 2023, you mm-hmm. know, thoughtful folks. And I, I gave North by Northwest three stars as well. I did give it a heart. So that, to me, it was a very enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. I think I initially actually I gave it a three and a half and I lowered it to a three. It's, I think, tech, well, <laughs> there are some technical stuff I do have a little bit of a problem with. I do find it very amusing. And I don't know if Hitchcock did this on purpose or not, but I love that he is a New York ad exec. He gets kidnapped to some random estate 
that looks like it's on a Virginia plantation. They show <laughs> whenever he supposedly steals a Mercedes, they're on the fucking Pacific Coast Highway. When they're taking the train from New York to Chicago, it's like <laughs> on the fucking or the fucking ocean somewhere. Like those <laughs> again. I don't know if he did that on purpose to be like purposely silly, but. I was like, it's kind of rough. It's kind of rough. Listen, man, geography is a concept. <laughs> it is. It is. Much like Ghostface is an idea, so is <laughs> geography, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. That was kind of funny, man. That was kind of funny. But I found a lot of folks are, I think, kind of on my letterbox that I follow have like some mixed ratings on North by Northwest. I'll follow a couple of folks that have it as a five star, a couple of folks have mm-hmm. it as a, th- as a four star, and also a couple of folks have it as a three star. So the average on Letterboxd is 4.1. So I think to describe it as a mixed bag, I think it does kind of understate the significance of the movie. But I well, think, I think they- it's a mixed bag for 2023. Like, that's what I mean when I say, like, I think it is technically almost a perfect film. It just, we exist in a post-it world. Yeah. Where, like, this is not really a thrilling action movie in 2023. (laughs) Yeah. There was a moment, my first watch through, where I paused it, and I was like, I must be, like, an hour, an hour, and 20 into it. 26 minutes, baby! (laughs) It was, oh, I'm not gonna lie, your boy caught some Z's. I'm not gonna lie, man. It was the beginning but also, of the like stuff. at the time of it coming out, I'm sure people were like, oh, you know, and that's not invaluable. I also don't think that stuff is poorly constructed. It just didn't grab me. Yeah. Which you know, in 2023 is fine. I think this is w- would be a movie that if you could time travel to watch with an audience to watch for the very first time, what what would be kind of the list of that? I think this will be up there just to just to see how people brains would explode when they see the airplane hit the tanker. Now I may be seated in you know the balcony, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but even still, I think people's brains exploded when they first saw that scene. So, um, and even still, I can admit it was still pretty harrowing. Like, did it, you know, make a lot of sense? Uh, <laughs> sure, but, uh, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, it was some of it was still pretty exciting. I get it. I didn't enjoy it, but I get it. Do I think I would ever throw it on? Um. I think I wouldn't turn it off if it was, like, on cable. Like, if I was kind of surfing and found it, I'd be like, all right. I don't know that I'd ever seek it out again, personally. Yeah, yeah. if this was, like, a, a Pluto TV rerun and I just happened to turn it on, I would probably just leave it on. So yeah. I, I can tell you that. And this actually came after Vertigo. So it is kind of wild to follow Vertigo up with North by Northwest, which is just kind of a straightforward action action. so i mean i wonder if that's kind of why because vertigo's like got some shit yeah <laughs> so we are going to get to vertigo the week before we're going to catch renfield which is massive tonal dissonance so uh so <laughs> well actually it seems not impossible that they're both about abusive relationships uh-uh 
Touche. Coming down the aisle, representing the Hyphen Podcast Group, they are the unbeatable team of B-Hyphen. I'm just saying, you worked yourself into a shoot answer the question. Handsome Bane. My, my firm belief is a DDT should beat anybody. Showing mad love. Rid of me this Batman. If two go in the pink. The novelist. And catch Shinetti. This is what Brock Lesnar thinks he looks like if Brock Lesnar were a beautiful woman. They are the Wrestlecast. How's your leg? It hurts a little. And your stomach? Empty as a football. Do you love life? Not too active. Anything else bothering you? Mm-hmm. Or you. Reading from top to bottom. Lisa. Carol. Fremont. Speaking of cool, so I'm at the scene now where this is the first scene where Grace Kelly is lounging in the bed. And this guy Hitchcock had an eye for blondes too, man, because Jesus. Yeah, oh, yeah. May or may not have gone on an extended tirade about how well I would treat Grace Kelly if I were in the in the Jim Stewart position. <laughs> I mean, f- feel free to go in that same raid right now. Go for it. I mean, I think it's probably better if I just read you this piece summed up from my friend because it's very funny. Watching Rear Window, how dare this C-minus man think Grace Kelly isn't marriage material? <laughs> to which my friend says, yeah, man, you'd marry Grace Kelly so fucking hard. To which I said, yeah, I'd, I'd treat her so well. We would have a beautiful marriage and a lovely home because that's the least she fucking deserves. We'd have matching outfits for our Christmas cards, and we'd probably have a cat or other pet. We'd slay the game so fucking hard. And then she, uh, my friend says, and you'd forget about men entirely. And I said, oh, no, men would be invited to our Christmas party. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> they got to serve us food somehow. Yeah, listen. Uh, (laughs) And they were roommates. (laughs) That's what you got to feed back then. Fuck yeah, man. Shit. But that that was pretty unbelievable in this fucking movie. (laughs) I feel very similarly, though, that like Cary Grant, who is a boring guy, would be like, man, a spy. Like, get out of here, man. No. He is not over the moon about a spy. (laughs) And the thing is, like, you know, as soon as all of this is over, he, like, makes her quit her job and, like, domesticates her and goes exactly back to the boring fucking life he had. Eight months, she's ex-wife number three. (laughs) Yeah, because I was going to say, like, um, what is the next day? Does he go back to his job? Is he still not wanted for murder? 
I think that the idea is the guy from the government like cleaned it up for them. I wish I would have said that. <laughs> Something. But I mean, also the court of the court of public opinion is a real thing. As they cover in Scream, imagine you just like go out for breakfast the morning after your wedding, and someone throws hot coffee in your face because they believe that you did the murder. <laughs> yeah. That's still gonna happen. <laughs> I. I, I... That was that was it was a silly movie, but I I did like it though I liked it. Do you want to pivot to Rear Window? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so uh, so what are your initial thoughts on Rear Window? Yeah, boy, it's so good. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah. Uh. Yes, very much so. so yes. I'd like to give a shout out to the episode of Castle that is just a direct takeoff on this, including like some shot for shot stuff. (laughs) Okay. But also, I have a conspiracy theory, but I think I'm right. Go for it. The apartment that's like all glass and really cool looking with the pianist. Yeah. That's the apartment from Rope, the movie he made before this. Oh, like the same design? It's the same apartment, I think. I think they literally just, like, must have had one courtyard on the lot and flipped which side of the apartment buildings they were using. They built this from scratch, so, I mean, it's it's very feasible that he just took that apartment and just built it again, so. Yeah, because my, my conspiracy theory is that they're happening at the same time. Like, oh. he gets so distracted by the other murder that he just it completely misses the murder that happens in Rope. I should correct myself, not from scratch, but this is actually influenced by a real apartment, com- well, duplex or area, whatever, in New York City. You can kind of tell. You know, some of the scenes in, like, West Side Story take it place in very, like, similar courtyards and stuff. Oh, man. The, the, the ballerina, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Miss Torso? Miss Torso. She definitely had that for real. I did really fuck with this movie. I did appreciate even the build-up to it. I really liked the insurance nurse lady. Oh my god, Stella's the best. New York State sentence for a peeping Tom is six months in the workhouse. Oh, hello, Stella. They got no windows in the workhouse. You know, in the old days, they used to put your eyes out with a red-hot poker. Any of those bikini bombshells you're always watching were the red-hot poker? Oh, dear. We become a race of peeping toms. What people ought to do is get outside their own house and look in for a change. Yes, sir. How's that for a bit of homespun philosophy? Reader's Digest, April 1939. Well, I only quote from the best. Yes. She's like the perfect grandma. Like, it's, like she would be so cool to hang out Just with. Just the right man. amount of nosy and, like, invested. Yeah. A little dog in the basket. So irresponsible, but so cute. I mean, it was the 50s. What did everyone know? So when you first watched this, did you know, like, all the plot points? Or did you just kind of go into it blind? So I kind of knew them because of parody stuff. So, like, the Castle episode, the idea is that Castle, who's a crime writer, but is, like, helping the police with investigations, breaks his foot. And so his housemates or not his housemates but like his friends set up like a rear window thing across the street okay but he thinks it's real so he gets really into it and like they're like oh we just like wanted to give you something to do 
so I kind of knew like, oh, and that's when this happens and this is when this happens. But there was part of me that thought that that was also the twist in Rear Window was the idea that, like, his friends had, like, put this together for him. Like, specifically, I was like, Grace Kelly put this together. Oh. So she would have a chance to prove that she could do it, you know? And that's not what happened. Uh, no, that is not what happened. <laughs> so this is my first time watching it, and, and, yeah, there's, like, a ton of pop culture stuff that I've seen from this, but I was still kind of at least relatively blind but i didn't know how it would end but i knew kind of everything leading up to like everything basically so and i do love the fact that it does try to at least have the audience in a mindset of this guy is just imagining things or whatever like none of this has actually happened and even the idea of him falling asleep and the person leaving but him not seeing it that kind of puts into the audience's mind that she actually is gone or potentially is gone so i love the way hitchcock set up this whole movie Yeah, no, it's really good. And, like, the very smart use of negative space is just really good. Who's your favorite neighbor in in this movie to spy on? I really liked Miss Torso. But I got (laughs) actively mad when they were like, oh, Miss Lonely Hearts is going to kill herself. But enough about her. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, because I was like, well, the real tragedy, no one's doing anything about it. Because <laughs> at that point, the reveal hadn't happened yet. And I'm like, well, why not try to save this lonely woman's life? And then, yeah. bam, music does. Like, all right, cool. And, and they say it so nonchalantly. It's like, the music made her pause, is what she says. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm like, wait, no. Like, go back. Look, Someone check on her. Like, fuck. And, and everyone's like, no, she's fine. And I was like... It made her pause. Like, we don't know that she's okay. And, like, apparently I'm the only one that cares, so. <laughs> no, no, no. I I was very confused by it. Because, like, he saw it twice. Like, he saw it, like, when she, like, got the pills out. And he, and he saw it, like, when she was, like, about to swallow them. So, it's like. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. I, I guess I, I guess fuck single people. <laughs> Get them out of here, like. Jesus. Yeah, immediately after, like, an attempted assault, also. Like... (laughs) Yeah. That broke my heart so much. Yeah. Yeah. Was this a thing that people would sleep in mattresses on their balconies or fire escapes? That was very strange. I did not get that. Well, I mean, it's before they even had, like, electric fans, really. I mean, yeah, electric fans, well... Not like ceiling fans, probably, like the little handheld shits, whatever, but... Yeah, but they didn't have the box fans, even. Like, you couldn't really get air moving in your apartment. Man, my allergies would be doing the two-step on my face, man. I couldn't be doing all that. (laughs) Like, sleeping outside, man. That's for the birds, literally. That's a big-ass camera, too. That man was a peeping Tom boy. He he. That, lucky. that man was also a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, he's like lucky a murder happened, or he would be he would be a terrible human being. But now he's just a hero. I think that guys who accidentally fuck up their way into solving a crime or doing something right is kind of Hitchcock's best area. <laughs> Failing upwards, basically. Yeah, but let's take a look at this compared to Cary Grant. Cary Grant is a normal guy who fails into a world he is not familiar with 
proceeds to run around going, ah, for two hours, and then kind of works out at the end, right? Yeah. Which is kind of the opposite of Rear Window in terms of arc. I think that is better and makes more sense and is more of an arc instead of starting in one place and then going down and then arriving in the same place. Yeah. There's a little more, like, stuff in the middle there. And we see him grow instead of just basically going back to the same place he started intact. Yeah. Because the way that they made the place he's trying to get to, back home or whatever, didn't seem that good. Yeah. He's, like, single... He's got two ex-wives. He's, like, really close with his mom, which is, like, fine. Yeah. I'm really close with my mom, but, like... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like the life he's getting back to is good. It doesn't really make you want him to get back to it. Jimmy Stewart, well, his character, I don't want to say, like, him, but... L.B. Jeffries. This guy was this close to getting a gawk, and then he just decided to be conspiracy theory, bro. That was very disheartening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he was right. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. It be so much less satisfying if he was just completely fucking wrong. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, he just made it up just to not get laid. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucked up. <laughs> he just needs an excuse not to marry to to marry his fiance. Which, by the way, the way that he was talking about her, I was like, <laughs> I'll do a crime. I'll do one. <laughs> Right now. Break his neck, not break his leg, okay? I would break any available bones. Bitch, I'm telling you the truth! Like, I don't really understand. His reasoning was so fucking flimsy and awful. Yeah. Also, it's totally cool to do stuff on your own. And that's okay. It was just kind of excuse-making just to to not mm. marry a, a, be- a, a great person. Not just a beautiful person, but a great person. Yeah. She, she God, she loved him so much more than he deserved. <laughs> that's, that's very true. That's very true. I think in some movies, when you don't see why one partner, like, loves their partner so much, like, she's giving so much to Jeff. And... yeah. Through her giving, you can see why Jeff should marry Lisa, but you don't see why Lisa should marry Jeff. And so, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really clear why, like, the most beautiful, talented woman in the world (laughs) was, like, just dealing with the way that he was treating her. Yeah, that didn't really add up. I can definitely see that. I wasn't quite on board with whatever the fuck that was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man. She's like the most popular woman in, in New York, and she's settling for oh, well, I'd rather not shower for days and and shoot photographs. And the way that her fucking purse popped into the overnight bag, I love it. <laughs> and just right. the delivery of oh, well, I had to pack. Like, oh, <laughs> what do you mean? Did you read my review on Letterboxd, though? Because I feel like no one has said anything about it yet. You can actually see the exact moment Jimmy Stewart calls Grace Kelly to decide to move to Monaco, marry royalty, and give up acting for good. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I forgot to like it. That was that was a good one. Yeah, it's a, it's a humdinger of a thing, isn't it? Yeah, man. 
he's her full conspiracy theory bro she's about to give up and then she gets hooked and so look at her man and those fucking pearls jeez you know the funny thing is i thought for a second they're gonna they're gonna say like the cop was in on it i'm like so distrusting of police and that's how i kind of knew scream six but <laughs> like i thought the cop i thought the cop was like whenever he said he's no more than murder than i am well i'm like you got that right buddy <laughs> so <laughs> so i thought he was in on it for some fucking reason man just when you said that well, shit. i mean you I, i'm not trying to be a dick but like when you're being an asshole to your friends, specifically about when they've been, like, laid up for a while and, like, clearly in pretty bad shape, I just hate people who are mean to people. Yeah, they're, like, busting shit During balls. that shit. Yeah, you really think the person who, like, clearly comes home, throws a suitcase down, does his laundry, and then leaves again, like, maybe isn't doing super yeehaw right now? Yeah. Maybe chill the fuck out, Terry, or whatever your name is. (laughs) And pretending like it doesn't matter, didn't happen, whatever, is, like, not a thing. I just don't understand why he needed someone who was down to do all the shit that he wanted to do and he never... Well, I I do know why. The, the The why is obvious. He wanted someone that would do all the stuff that he wanted to do and never make him do anything he didn't want to do. Yeah. I just don't think I'll ever understand why she was so down to go along with it. Yeah, I think that part was a, a bit of a stretch. A they bit. make her too cool is the problem. <laughs> like She's too cool and she's too beautiful. She's like down for whatever. Yeah, and like she is though. Like she she does like four crimes just to like get him <laughs> to notice her. Yeah, man. And he's like, fine. I will notice you under protest. <laughs> yeah. Is after this you, what you want? After you commit, you know, uh, a little slight B&E, you know, tampering with evidence and commission of a murder, you know, a little light work, you know. I think if he was cooler, this would probably be a five-star movie for me. I And I only need him to be, like, a little bit cooler. I just need one one time where he tries to understand her. Yeah. Because at least then I'd be like, okay, she sees something. Like, maybe only once every 17 times she talks to him, but there's something in there. You know the most believable scene, and immediately followed by the most unbelievable scene, is when Mm -hmm. she does the breakup. She, like, basically calls off the engagement, breaks up with him, and then he's basically like, I'm never going to see you again. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, you go, girl. And then she was like, not until tomorrow night. And I was like, no, girl. Like, so, yeah. I mean, I, I get it because I've been there. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, we've all been there. Yes. I've been there. I just wish men at that time period listened to the women around them talk more. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, I see what you're doing, but that's not what people sound like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe it except to say, like, you can hear the filter of what, oh, well, this is what I think women sound like from a guy who's, like, never had a lengthy conversation with a with a woman <laughs> and is, like, known to have cheated on his wife a bunch of times. Mm. Because, you know, broads, am I right? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I'm aware that the the broads, am I right, kind of mythos permeates this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But it's just like a very weird, like sometimes you don't notice. And then sometimes it hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that was a little funky. <laughs> this woman is wants to be treated with respect and with love. Oh, she's not going to get that? All right. <laughs> well, what? And she's, yeah. And it's not like usually that overt. It's like, oh, you can't take another pass of that as someone who thinks women are with someone who thinks women are like capable of complete competent thought yeah especially because like these movies are made roughly concurrently with some like it hot and some like it hot definitely like i would say not quite like fetishizes but definitely romanticizes women a lot right yeah but they're still people yeah i was gonna say that i think this movie I was thinking about something like a hot and how they do give a level of autonomy to Marilyn's character that mm-hmm. I don't really think that this really affords Lisa. She's, no, and I think a lot of like, the other women have it too in some like it hot, even in their little like one sentence things, you know, they all have, Oh, well I have this alcohol in my bunk and I have snacks and I have this and that. Like they all have these rich inner lives. Yeah. Even if it's just shown in, like, little moments like that, you know? Yeah. And, like, this one is, like, she sells dresses and she's in love with a man, see? And it's, like, (laughs) yes. An excellent point. (laughs) (laughs) There's more to her than just that. Uh, Well, let's try to dig a little bit deeper, please. And they do. But then they're, like, but her real personality is woman who sells dresses and will change herself to suit a man. And it's like, oh, right. Yeah, okay. I forgot that's, like, what we're doing here. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we both agree that we we did like this film a fairly big deal. But it does fail Lisa in some, in some pretty significant ways. Yeah. I still really like the movie. I think the movie is excellent. I had a ball watching it. I'd love to watch it again. Yes. Again, I, I have it planned right now, and the uh, the policeman just came in, so, and <laughs> he's really trying to talk this police officer into a slight breaking, entering, no warrant, no evidence. Like, <laughs> and you know what? I'm surprised. He, I'm surprised he just didn't do it, man. So. Well, like this is the thing that I really enjoyed about him, right? Is like he's really selling everything he's a little like off the deep end but very rational and it sells i can tell exactly the type of guy he is when he's not stuck in a chair i can see who he thinks he is very clearly which i think is perhaps the most interesting and that's because a really good performance is given i feel like you get to see like a little bit of him being pathetic basically uh, and, yes. and you don't get to see that. Like, I don't really feel like there's a moment like that in, in North by Northwest, right? He's always on to the next thing, doing the next thing, trying to figure out who did this to him. There's still, like, a only you can help us stop this kind of energy. Yeah. Which, like, does not really exist in Rear Window. What happens in Rear Window if he doesn't find out what happens? The guy moves away with his girlfriend, and it's probably fine. The difference in, in height of stakes, I think, is is interesting as well. Yeah. Because to Jimmy Stewart in this movie, this is everything. <laughs> and because it's everything, 
and you see him like get like no 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 this is real whereas like i feel like there's no moment like that with north by northwest you don't really see him connect with like the material in the same way and like the material is the plot of the movie but i think it's interesting and i think that's why in the negative way i do think that north by northwest really is kind of like james bond because i mean up until this last james bond he never died like he he was just kind of the invincible white man and that's a lot of what north by northwest is you know it's just he he's getting into these random adventures seemingly across the world when he's just an ad exec in in, in new york city and so Who got kidnapped from tea <laughs> yeah the plaza hotel <laughs> yeah like you know i mean that's the only part i'm like mad like if i got kidnapped i'd be like no i want my martini at the plaza please (laughs) hilarious the fact that i can nonchalantly afford let me let me hang on hold on all right so the oak room isn't open anymore but the last menu i see here is from 2011 and uh, a martini with well was 22 dollars christ it's the plaza they don't want no fucking plebes in there. I can tell. Jeez. So, like, that's always been an expensive place to go. If I can nonchalantly afford two martinis at the Oak Room in the Plaza, fuck you. Fuck. And also, fuck you for thinking no one would come after me. I'm worth enough money that they're coming. Hilarious. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow cat at cat underscore chin at t on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Follow Marcus at show and mad love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on Twitter and Letterboxd. Follow the show on Twitter at Cat and Mark. This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenlee. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime. This is a hyphen podcast production.